Hello, loyal listeners. Welcome to Mendasty at Work, Episode 1. Bill O'Reilly did not kill Kennedy. What you're hearing now is the first and what will hopefully turn out to be many installments of our podcast, devoted to discussing all things conspiracy, crime, and cover-up. My name is Aaron, and I, along with my comrades Eric and Kieran, will be taking you on a weekly walk through the wide world of weird. In our first episode, we'll be discussing the always intriguing Kennedy assassination. So stick around. We hope you'll enjoy it. Welcome to the podcast. Today we're going to discuss one of the most important historical events of the 20th century, the assassination of John F. Kennedy. According to the Warren Commission, which was created in 1964, widely regarded as the quote-unquote official report, whatever the hell that means, according to their report on that day in Dallas, Lee Harvey Oswald was alone acting on urges formulated entirely in his own mind. Although there are many aspects of the assassination that are disputed, debated, you know, in conflict, basically all of them if you look hard enough and in the right places, today we're going to discuss the plausibility of the quote-unquote lone gunman. That is to say, was Lee Harvey Oswald just angry and disillusioned, or was he a pawn in someone's greater conspiracy? For more on the genesis of conspiracy theories surrounding the headshot heard around the world, Eric Hubel, our resident cartographer, is going to elaborate. Okay, thanks, Kieran. Um, yeah, as Kieran said, I'm basically going to be talking about um, the various events, you know, uh, occurring directly in conjunction with the assassination and also in the aftermath that have led uh, conspiracy theorists to um, to suspect that there was a conspiracy in the assass- in the assass- in the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Um, so one of the first things I'd like to talk about is um, uh, just things uh, pertaining to witnesses and how they were treated. Um, it's been claimed that, uh, that, that, wit- that witnesses have been threatened and harassed by members of the, of the Warren Commission and, in general, just uh, government officials. Um, also, there has been uh, 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 evidence to suspect that... Um, a large amount of individuals who were connected with the assassination uh, died of unnatural causes in the years following the assassination. And um, it has been, you know, argued that it's highly improbable that, uh, that the number of people, that, that, per- that a high percentage of those people would die of unnatural causes. That, that, that evidence has been disregarded in following investigations. Also, um, I'd like to talk about just general suppression of evidence. Um, as far as ignored testimony goes, um, there were a significant number of witnesses who argued that they saw uh, smoke emanating from the grassy knoll, uh, which would, would lead one to believe that um, it's, it's possible that there was a second shooter who was, who, who was situated in the grassy knoll. But, but their testimony was ignored by the Warren Commission in, in the construction of, of the report. Also, there were, there were not very many, you know, films or photographs of the events leading to the assassination. Those who had who had film or photograph of the assassination, some of them have come forward later to say that 
shady government officials essentially confiscated their film and photographic evidence and never returned it. And to a certain degree, a lot of, a lot of this uh, testimony that happens later could possibly be construed as, as an attempt by, by the witness to, um, to kind of capitalize off of, of the situation, sensing that there is this uh, under, undercurrent of kind of desire in American society for this conspiracy, conspiracy theory to exist. But it is, you know, interesting to think about. Additionally, um, there is just the general withholding of documents that continues today. Um, very few of the documents, uh, the original documents from the Warren Commission and from the CIA uh, pertaining to the assassination have been released uh, to the general public. And, you know, until, until those documents, also, also the documents that have been released have been heavily redacted. So, uh, needless to say, many people are, are very skeptical of, of the findings of the Warren Commission without actually having access to their, uh, to their documents. Additionally, um, as we're talking about, uh, you know, a, a suspicion that there was um, a conspiracy, another point of inquiry has been uh, tampering with evidence. And uh, there have been kind of three main areas that uh, people have focused on. Uh, photographs, including mainly the photographs of Lee Harvey Oswald holding his rifle, uh, the Zapruder film, and uh, Kennedy's body. And as far as I can tell, uh, each, of, each of these um, you know, allegations are essentially uh, purely speculation. You know? it, it's certainly possible that uh, the CIA or some other organization uh, you know, fabricated, these, uh, fabricated these documents. But in each of, each of the cases, uh, especially with the photographs and with the Zapruder film, "Quote unquote unbiased, you know, experts such as like a, a Kodak engineer and um, Some dudes others. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like us. We're we're brought in to uh, to analyze the the evidence and have concluded that they were original in nature and not not tampered with for what it's worth. So, I you know I I really don't. I think in situations such as that, it, it gets into you know. Almost like a, you have to take everything with a grain of salt, you know. Yeah. Like, it's like, is it is it possible that the government is like paying these individuals to say yeah. that that it is that yeah. that they're real? Like, it's certainly possible that that is. But like, also, I think it is. Things are possible. Yeah. Like, I think that that get that gets into. There's a lot of um, gets into your own personal view of the government. And yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that's what and it, also your personal view of Oswald's involvement. Like there are yeah. some theorists who believe Oswald was directly involved with the assassination, and some who believe that he was simply like a patsy, a, a, like a scapegoat. So, uh, so it's it's just it's interesting to read about these things, but I don't really focus on them as much as. Some other uh, some other things that I'm going to talk about right now. So, with the fabrication of evidence, this has been uh, a focus mainly in uh, in conjunction with the single bullet theory, which is um, the theory that uh, since since there were there uh, the Warren Commission concluded that only three shots were fired. Um, 
it was necessary to their conclusion that one of the shots uh, hit Kennedy and then traveled, uh, traveled, traveled through Kennedy and then hit John Connolly, um, because otherwise there would have had to be a fourth shot, yeah. which, um, which would have you know, uh, caused for like a disintegration of their theory in general. And um, there's been suspicion that, that the, the weight of the bullet fragments found in John Connolly's body um, uh, surpasses the, the weight lost in the bullet that was found, the, the, the alleged uh, single bullet that passed through. This has been, uh, you know, one of the, one of the main um, points of contention for conspiracy theorists is kind of the idea that the single the single bullet theory is is lunacy, but uh, there are you know nuanced arguments on both sides for this theory. Yeah. So it's uh, again like we're certainly not you know scientific. Oh, or, we're both. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're both. Yeah, I mean we are we are literally three guys in the basement right now. If you're, so. if you're listening, we're qualified. Whatever you need, <laughs> we're qualified. <laughs> So like I I can't really speak on like trajectory of bullets and and the feasibility of the single bullet theory, but that I as we're just you know kind of conveying this idea that there are, there are that that there are there is this suspicion that the single bullet theory has has some some holes in it, and in general um, the idea of 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 mul- there being multiple gunmen has been su- su- supported by a few different, you know, uh, area areas of uh, conspiracy theorists have found kind of holes, what they perceive to be holes in the Warren Commission's findings. Number one is the number of shots, just in general. The Warren Commission uh, uh, concluded there were th- there were three shots. Uh, many conspiracy theorists uh, think that. Um, the implausibility of the single bullet hypothesis, um, and also the the fact that many witnesses claimed that the second and third shots were fired in very close conjunction with each other, and that that would that would uh, indicate that it would be impossible to fire two bullets in that space of time ha- has led people to believe that number one there was there were more. There were more than three shots, and number two that that there were multiple gunmen involved. Also, uh, if you if you view view the Zapruder film, um, which is nasty, yeah, which yeah. is which is pretty gory. There's a rather large, you know, uh, spray of, yeah. of blood from the uh, the from honorable president's head. Yeah, hire us to watch it. Don't <laughs> <work for yourself. laughs> but uh, but anyways. When 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 JFK is is um, hit with the headshot, his his torso and and head move to the to the back and the left, which is interesting because um, the Warren Commission concluded that the, the the shots were fired from the Texas Book Deposit Depository, which was to the front and to the left, which would make it seem like Kennedy's body should have moved to the back and to the right. If uh, if the if the shot that hit him in the head was from was from the Texas Book Depository, but uh, the grassy knoll is to the to the front and the right, which makes more sense in the context of the video. It makes more sense that that Kennedy's body would have moved uh, to the back and to the left. 
Also, there's there's been some physical evidence that has been analyzed in, in you know in the aftermath of the um, of the investigation, including allegations that there was a bullet hole in the in the front windshield of the of the limousine, which would uh, also be an indication that um, that there may have been a shooter not located in the Texas Book Depository. Additionally. Um, there's been a lot of speculation about just Oswald. I was speaking earlier about this, but Oswald's and Oswald, Oswald's involvement, and um, uh, just in general of his his ability to fire the shots accurately in, in the space of time that the the Warren Commission uh, concluded that he did, and also that uh, the the idea that um, there there were many uh, allegations that Oswald was was an operative for the CIA. That his uh, his trips to his trip to Russia was actually a, a mission given to him by the CIA. But I, I, any way that you look at it, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald was a very you know complex individual with also you know very interesting story in general. And uh, you know now uh, after speaking about um, these kind of very basic you know tenets of the of the, um, you know, the platform that uh, conspiracy theorists have used to argue that there have been a conspiracy. I'd like to turn uh, this discussion over to my, my dear friend, Aaron Williams, <laughs> uh, who is who's going to speak upon um, the, uh, the plausibility of more, um, more specific conspiracy theories, including, uh, I think in his case, he's going to speak about the idea that the CIA was behind this assassination. Yeah, thank you, Eric. That was good. Good to know we're friends. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I'm just going to talk about the CIA and their alleged involvement, which actually, as you would predict, the CIA is, is speculated to have been involved in everything from the killing itself to a cover-up, a conspiracy, <laughs> really the whole sort of shebang of the Kennedy assassination. The CIA is speculated to have been involved in, this is no surprise, uh, so... Goddamn spooks. <laughs> <laughs> so, let me just set the table. So, after World War II, um, as you may know, the Cold War begins. Uh, by 1963, it's well underway. The Cuban, Cuban Missile Crisis had just been resolved about a year and a half earlier. Um, so, at this point, uh, most of the international tension centered um, around uh, Vietnam... Um, just as well as, uh, I guess as well as Cuba, too, in a weird way, this, this tension between us and the Soviets. Um, Kennedy, we know, at this time, was working um, for peace, in a way, or a sort of peace. Of course, it's often looked at in history as Kennedy escalated in Vietnam, and he did, but it's uh, less talked about that he was, indeed, at the time of his assassination, working towards some sort of peace or agreement with the Soviets. The CIA, um, we know now, was not at that time. They, they were trying to assassinate Castro, and while they were trying to avoid a larger war, they weren't necessarily trying to end the Cold War. The CIA, at this time, I guess you could say, uh, was a beast, um, sort of just a a machine um, that was not not in deep with the president. Um, so that's, I guess, why the speculation comes. So they were against, they were, yeah, they weren't for peace. I guess that's what you'd boil that down to. Where did the 
how, who, what, where, when, why. Um, so let's talk about um, when sort of the this CIA involvement became apparent um, or speculated. So in 1967, a business owner named Clay Shaw was arrested in New Orleans for conspiring to kill the president um, in 63. Oswald, of course, had visited New Orleans previously and had spent, actually lived there. Um, Shaw was a business owner and the charges that actually came from an Italian newspaper, these charges claimed that uh, Shaw was running like a front of sorts, a front for the, the CIA to do whatever they wanted to trade and um, do covert operations with the Soviets, um, with whoever. And so there were allegations that stemmed from this, that this paper put out that Shaw, the, the CIA was working with Shaw and conspired with Oswald to kill Kennedy. And I guess that takes me to the next sort of point of intrigue involving the CIA here. So Oswald made, I guess it's well known, but it's not incredibly publicized, that Oswald made a visit to the Cuban embassy in October, was it, of 19... 63. He was trying to get a visa, a visa, allegedly, or something, and at the same time, somebody called uh, the embassy, the Cuban embassy in Mexico, in Mexico City, and said that linked or like con connected him to this other assassin, this other Soviet assassin. <laughs> like I don't, I, I don't know how exactly. Like it was like an, somebody impersonated Os Oswald, which is really, really strange in the yeah. context of this story. And so yeah. they were. They impersonated him, and yes, yeah, so they impersonated him, and the CIA, we know, has records of this, um, has records of Oswald's visit to Cuba, records of this phone call that was made. We know that they, they had it, um, and we also know that the day after Kennedy was assassinated, steps were taken by the CIA uh, to cover this up. So, of course, the speculation is the CIA was somehow had some connection to uh, Oswald there's you know some say they were speculating they, they covered up Oswald's investigation with or not investigation what am I talking about um <laughs> contact or whatever you God call, only knows me God only knows what I'm talking about uh, <laughs> Oswald's contact with um Cubans or whatever for peace um but the fact is steps were taken um to cover up their 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 contact potentially with Oswald and Oswald's contact with whoever else. So I guess that's where most of that speculation goes. Um, and there's records that have been released, others that haven't, and people sort of piled on there and create all sorts of muck to uh, for the rest of us to wade through and discuss. Uh, you finished up. Finished up. That's the all CIA. Right. Uh, so the last sort of conspiracy theory we're going to touch on in great detail, though we might mention a few others, is um, Oswald's alleged connection with the Russians, uh, especially the KGB. So actually there's this, this intelligence official who is head of actually Romanian intelligence back in the day when they were still pretty closely tied with um, the Soviet Union. And he actually just released a book uh, a couple years ago about uh, the KGB and the, and the Kennedy assassination. And essentially what this theory centers around is that basically because uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, his wife was Russian. He lived in Russia for a while. 
Uh, as Aaron mentioned, he made visits to the Russian embassy in um, Mexico City. And this theory center centers basically around the fact that the KGB essentially programmed him to kill Kennedy. You know, I mean, that's that's essentially as far as it goes. I mean, there's, you know, it sort of centers mostly around his visit to the Soviet embassy in Mexico City because he, it's, he went there, and actually this conspiracy theory says that no one really knows what was said, you know, in the back rooms. I don't know if they have back rooms. Mistake. I said Cuban embassy. It's the Soviet embassy and Cuban consulate. Yep. Okay, so those yep. are different things. Yeah, so he went to the, the Soviet embassy in Mexico. And um, he also went to Russia as well. Yeah, and he, he actually he lived in Russia for a little over a year, in fact. And then lived in New Orleans. And then he lived in New Orleans. So he's he's sort of it was alleged because he you know as soon as all these Russian connections came out, people you know that's sort of when this this theory became popular. I guess as popular as any conspiracy theory gets. But the main detract the main detraction that people tend to make is that the Russians never would have done this because it would have been too... He was too obvious of a connection. Connections to the Soviets were too... Obvious. Too obvious and too robust for oh, them weird. to have have done it, have told them to do it. But this former Romanian intelligence official, I can't even... I won't even try to say his name because there's... It's, try, try. It's all vowels. It, okay. Uh, Lieutenant General Ion Mihai Pasepa. But so he his his thing is that basically the KGB did everything. They forged diaries. They forged tra forged travel records. They forged a note in order to further the CIA theory. You know all just all this stuff, and it's sort of it's sort of interesting to think about. And I actually kind of want to uh, segue now a little bit into sort of a more kind of general discussion of this. Yeah, so actually, we uh, we have our first sort of quasi-call-in contribution. Colin. So this this comes from uh, our good friend Alec Chamberlain, who uh, reports via Snapchat text message. Yeah, that's our official mode of communication. Yep, <laughs> yep. His aunt works at Parkland's Hospital, and the records from the doctor who did the autopsy indicated different sh multiple different shooters. And his his theory... Is that Kennedy? And this is—I've I've actually heard this one too. Kennedy was murdered because he sought to dismantle the military-industrial complex, and because he wasn't able to do what he set out to do. We got Vietnam, the Gulf War, Iran-Contra, Iraq, Somalia, Afghanistan, and essentially planted the seeds of Al Qaeda and ISIS. So that—that's—that's—that's that's, that's another one. Is sort of that the—I guess—the modern-day robber barons almost yeah, that they. Yeah conspire to kill him because he was seeking out peace and that you know you yeah. if there's world peace there's no need for defense department contracts one i will say the illuminati we're not going there man we don't have time yeah no. i would but, say that yeah i think i think the idea that the russians you know perpetrated this assassination is is far too convenient you know yeah. i think the idea that the russians uh did this is probably the most convenient conspiracy theory for the United States government. Yeah. It it enhances the this um you know, anti-Soviet and anti-communist sentiment that is uh pervading the nation at the time, you know. If if the American public has this animosity towards the towards the Soviets that that's beneficial for the government. Yeah. 
Well, that I mean, that raises the question: if if Mitz is right in that the CIA was sort of covering up these yeah, Russian I connections, play right into that. You know, if the CIA was sort of covering up these connections to the Soviets that Oswald had, you know, sort of what does that do to the whole thing? Because if they were trying to set the American public against communism, you know, to an even greater magnitude, you would figure that they would try to publicize as quickly as possible mm-hmm. that Oswald was influenced by the Russians or worked with the Russians or whatever. But if the CIA did really truly cover up these connections, does you know, what does that mean? Yeah. What are what what's the CIA trying to do there? There's an argument that the CIA covered up um the, there's actually an argument that the CIA covered up connections with the Russians so that the American public wouldn't take it and demand not only the the cold the, the I guess the stalemate and the tension of the Cold War, but a, a mass escalation and just yeah. the mass the mass war usage of nuclear weapons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think yeah you can you can definitely interpret towards both sides. I just think it is is far too convenient for the wishes and the desires of the the American government that it would have been perpetrated by the Soviets. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Especially with this conspiracy theory more than any of the other ones, this one really sort of centers around how much do you trust the American government? Because your answer to that question dictates sort of whether you're going to delve into the conspiracy theories at all. Or which one you or which one, Or which one you want to delve into. Because... If you implicitly trust anything the government says, which don't do that, then you're just going to say the Warren Commission was right. One shooter, three shots, end of story. Whereas if you say, well, you know, I don't trust everything the government says, but I don't think it would kill one of its own presidents, you might be more inclined to say those evil commies, man, they have no redeemable traits and they killed, you know, Mm -hmm. not not only when... you know, potentially one of our finest presidents, but our first Catholic president because they hate God. But (laughs) we like God. But you know, (laughs) yeah. Um, Yeah, I I, I was thinking more about what Aaron uh, Aaron was saying about how um, allegedly the CIA attempted to cover up uh, Oswald's connection with the Russians. And I would say maybe the idea the idea that there was a Russian a Russian conspiracy to um, like a Russian government conspiracy to assassinate the president might not necessarily be the most optimal theory, but maybe the idea that Oswald is a lone communist, you know, is is yeah. a, is yeah. is a very beneficial situation. There's the famous quote: When asked if he was a communist, Oswald said, "I'm not a communist. I'm a Marxist," <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. uh, some something along those lines. <laughs> but uh, in order to you know stir up anti-communist you know rhetoric without necessarily having to escal- escalate to like a a full conflict that that might have that might be more beneficial and if uh, the CIA might have recognized that that if um, if indeed they had uh, they as it has been alleged that they had connections with Oswald and that he was an, actually an operative for them in Russia they it would they would be incentivized to you know cover up his involvement in Russia just because that might lead to them eventually. And even if, I think a way of viewing all this, like even if he did act alone, even if one bullet, uh, or one, three bullets, three bullets, one shooter, (laughs) even if that holds, he was acting alone, that doesn't necessarily necessarily rule out cover-ups, that doesn't rule out conspiracies, that doesn't rule out X, Y, or Z. Because, yeah, because I think... He could have been, he could have been hired... By by the government or by the Russian government yep. or what have you. 
Yeah. There, there are many ways of interpreting it. Even in, even in the handle even in the handling of evidence, I mean, there's so many places here where things could have been covered up, altered, X, Y, or Z to be spun for whomever, whatever. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. and I, th- I think um, one sort of interesting aspect of it that sort of adds to the whole conspiracy theory and sort of adds to the base that all these things are built on is the fact that we never got to hear Lee Harvey Oswald's true motive. We never, you know, he never got yeah. to stay in court. You know, Jack Ruby. Jack Ruby. Jack Ruby. That's another. That's another layer. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I think that event, just the singular event of him getting shot before he, you know, anyone could really truly interrogate him. I think that is. It adds to the, the whole mystique. I, of not only whole... does it add to it, I think that's probably the thing that allowed all of this controversy to arise. Because I think I think that had Lee Harvey Oswald made it to a court date there would be a lot less ambiguity with the whole thing. Because even if he had, you know, even if he did, if he was just crazy or whatever, you'd be able, we'd be able to look at, you know, tapes of his deposition or interrogation or whatever. And I I think that while there still would have been those people out there that are like, this is not what it seems like, I think it would be a lot less prevalent and probably a lot less diversified because i mean just just in researching for for this episode i you know i was just looking at the russians and i ran up against so many other theories i mean there's you know the cia there's the military industrial complex there's L, lbj ha- had him killed because there was a rumor that jfk wasn't going to run with him again it's it's just all this all this stuff and it's it's sort of interesting because it's it's one of the only historical events in the last 100 150 years where there's you know this extent of murkiness you know speculation and murkiness you know i think you know because if you look at all you know almost any other presidential assassination or assassination attempt it's it's not this blurry and it's not this it's you know it's easy to say but this couldn't happen in 2013 no it'd be very difficult for this to happen in 2013 not only the assassination but the 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 murkiness yeah because yeah, because everything is filmed and now. There's yep. there's uh there's too much with with social media events can be, you know, widely broad broadcasted uh, extremely quickly. That's the thing is it it's the the fa- the fact that really the only footage we have of the incident is this is a Pruder film. It's sort of it's you know watching it and just you know even just seeing just kind of the graininess of the whole thing reminds you that. If President Obama was driving down a street in Dallas in a convertible, which, first of all, he wouldn't be doing in the first place. Yeah, because... But, yeah, <laughs> but even, you know, but even even if he was, there's no possible way that he he would get shot and no one would have any indication as to where the shot came from or how many shots there were. It's just insane to... Yeah. Even, you yeah. know. I would say, though, I would say that it what makes it so interesting is that this event occurred, it could be argued, at a, at a transitional period mm-hmm. in history in which that there was enough technology to allow us to, you know, to observe inconsistencies and, and possibly inaccuracies within the official report but not have the total ability to exactly or so whereas like in many you know centuries ago uh all we have is the official report you know what i'm saying like there's no possible way of uh 
dis- distinguishing between between uh, what we, actually, don't, we don't know if the Illuminati killed killed Caesar. <laughs> no. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. That's it's very interesting. not only did it occur at a critical time in the development of technology and inf- information distribution, it occurred at a very critical time in American history in general. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sort of what contributes to a lot of these conspiracy theories is because because there was so much going on in the United States and internationally, you know, politically, economically, so many different groups theoretically would have had motives to kill the president of the United States, and especially that president of the United mm-hmm. States at that time. Because if you look at, for instance, I don't know, you know, obviously... NSA, if you're listening, this is a completely hypothetical thing. But if someone were to assassinate Barack Obama, it would be fairly easy to pin down the possible reasons. I mean, there's relatively few things going on now than... We're in, you know, in 1963 because... I think that... I don't know. I don't know that that's true. I mean, 1963 was a very significant year. Yeah. That, you know, and I think, I think, you know, if you, you know, and that's not to say there's nothing going on now. Obviously there is. Because 1963, there's sort of a semi, you know, a cultural revolution going on. You're at the height of the Cold War. You're at the height of the space race. You're looking at... The civil rights movement is... The civil rights movement is kicking into gear. You're staring Vietnam in the face. You know, all this stuff, you know, nuclear escalation, Cuban Missile Crisis. I mean, it was just a very, you know... Intense time. A very intense time. Sort of that confluence of all those events, I think contributes a lot to the even discussion that any of these theories are true. If we if we weren't in the middle of the Cold War, there'd be no reason for the Russians to attempt, you know, make an attempt on Kennedy's life. If we weren't staring Vietnam in the face, there's no reason that the military industrial complex would want to kill JFK. It's it's just sort of very critical point. Yeah, it was the circumstances surrounding assassination of JFK were virtually a perfect storm for conspiracy theorists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think I you know, and that's sort of why and we're sitting here today I, talking I, about I, it. Yeah, and, I think, you know, more I than 50 years pro- later. Probably the most enduring and and yeah. most popular conspiracy theory. Like the majority of Americans Yeah, it's, uh, it's some like 53% of Americans allow for the possibility of a second shooter. Yeah. You know, or even are convinced that yeah. that a second shooter existed, which is it's quite interesting. Yeah. That the popular sentiment uh, among American, the American public is, is that a conspiracy existed. Um, one last thing that I um, find interesting, I don't think I've brought this up, but uh, per the uh, President J- John F. Kennedy Records Collection Act of 1992, um, there are these records that uh, sort of we talk about and that people base a lot of evidence and a lot of debunkers will use and people will examine with regards to this case um, have to be released by 2017. Yeah. So some of the stuff we're talking about, I think the CIA, I don't know what you found here with uh, the Soviets, but a lot of the CIA contact and a lot of their records, a lot of American records um, are in the process and will continue to be... Um, Freedom of Information Act yeah. and stuff yeah. like yeah. that. So, yeah, so I mean, it's, it's possible that two years from now we'll have... A much more complete picture, yeah. you know, or it's possible that two yeah. years from now we'll just be that much more confused. Yeah, yeah the, the thing about it also is that they have the power, the freedom of information. That idea is um, really only a freedom of information in name because mm-hmm. because the the government has a certain power to 
redact information. She argues um, often for good reason. Uh, yeah, that that's how they argue it is that they they are protecting you know American security interests. So they're they're oh, able to big, not necessarily not very broad. Yeah, exactly. Not not necessarily like delete information, but at least you know obscure. Yeah, obscure some of the some of the specific information, which uh, you know leads me to not be too hopeful that we'll have a you yeah, know, massive revelation uh, yeah. of who. <laughs> yeah. So um, sort of, yeah. So I sort of want to shift the topic a little bit now, and I sort of want us to discuss. Sort of the, not the methods, but sort of the reasoning used to debunk these sorts of things. You know, like I already touched on it with like the Soviets. The theory is that Lee Harvey Oswald was too connected to the Soviet Union too blatantly. And that they knew, you know, the, the theory is that even if they did kill JFK, there's, they wouldn't have used him because it, it just wasn't, it just wouldn't be a very smart thing to do for them yeah. because they would be too easily found out. And I think I think it's interesting to sort of discuss this because at a certain point, you know, like we already discussed, the majority of Americans don't believe that the Warren Commission conclusion was correct or accurate, really. And I, th- I think it's sort of interesting to discuss how these various theories are debunked because if you ask the American people as a whole, you know, most of them will not want to debunk all of these. No, they don't want to. This is the one thing... Where really, the line between conspiracy theory and plausibility gets fairly blurry at a certain point. Yeah. You know, because at, at what point does a conspiracy theory become, you know, conventional knowledge? Yeah, I think to a certain degree, part of the reason that conspiracy theories are uh, kind of lampooned in popular society is is the fact that the people who are most uh, vocal and overt in their acceptance of them have have demonst- basically demonstrate that they want them to be factual you know yeah which i which i think is is the incorrect way of of approaching sit- situations such as these you know if you desire to find inaccuracies and inconsistencies then you're then gonna, you're going to find you, them you you will be able to justify in certain ways but but it is Im- is important to remember that there is a, a wealth of evidence on the side of those that argue that uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, I acted alone. This was actually the first, the Kennedy assassination and the conspiracy theory, quote unquote, this was the first time that conspiracy theory took on a negative connotation. Yeah. Which is, I find that fascinating. You know, it is, it is true that sort of now, especially with the advent of, you know, the internet, and stuff that conspiracy theorists are generally regarded as, you know, at, at best fringe citizens, <laughs> you know? Because I, th- I, th- I think it's safe to say that the Kennedy assassination was the first quote-unquote modern conspiracy yeah. theory. You know, I think... It goes th- back to the technology. Yeah. You know, I think I think that this event was sort of the first event that was sort of, you know, where the, the country sort of experienced it together as it was happening and it's it's sort of the first one where we had that the technology available to do that but in the you know months years decades even following there's still 
speculation. There's still mystery and ambiguity. And I, you know, it is it is sort of interesting to hear that this is the first time that, you know, the term conspiracy theory was sort of negatively portrayed, you know, especially, especially considering, you know, in light of the fact that now most Americans believe that a quote-unquote conspiracy theory is probably true, which speaks either to the incompetency of the Warren Commission or the gullibility of the American people, yeah, or possibly I, a little bit of both. I think, I think, <laughs> I think, um, in maybe analogous to the situation with 9-11, in that currently there is, you know, a very almost aggressive backlash against anyone who is, who is, who defends the idea that, uh, 9/11 was was a government conspiracy because in in close proximity to the event you feel almost how damning it would be if the government uh, and how just completely traumatizing it would be if the government was actually behind that event mm-hmm. I feel like if you were a citizen of the United States in 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 the 60s you know you know and you're confronted with the idea that uh, the government had had been involved in the assassination of the president. That would be extremely just shocking, and would would invalidate the entire you know system of governance in in, yeah. the, in the United States. So it'll be interesting to see in fifty years will people look at nine eleven and be more convinced that the possibility of a conspiracy theory exists. Like I, I'm not, I don't know. I, it's possible. It's also possible that they won't. I think that as as the proximity to the event decreases, you know, in time, yeah. uh, you 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 become less uh, sensitized. Yeah, sense, sensitive. Sensitive less, to the yeah. to your almost your relationship to this this event. Yeah, know? and I think I think part part of the reason now that conspiracy theories about the Kennedy assassination are so prevalent or widespread or well-known is that the demographic that, you know, actually remembers it happening is aging, verging on. I I would say actually most of them are, are dead and the ones that are still alive were, if, you know, people who were 19 when the assassination happened are now in their 70s. I think that the fact that the majority of people alive now either don't remember, don't understand, or weren't even born when it happened, sort of contributes to the general openness towards the possibility of, you know, a conspiracy or a account of events that's not entirely in line with the quote-unquote official report. Yeah. You know, and I think, I think, you know, the the chronological distance we have from the event is sort of what has opened the door a little bit. And it, it will be sort of, you know, cause I, th- I think, I think nine 11 is probably obviously not a perfect parallel, but a similar sort of event that it'll be interesting to see in 40 years, you know, when we're in our sixties, you know, when people who really remember it are, you know, gone or very old, if sort of the newer generations will be more, more open to it because I think that if you had done that, you know, the same poll in, you know, 1965, you know, the number of people who thought there was a second shooter, I mean, I don't know what it would be, but I would put a lot of money on the fact that it would be lower. I would put a lot of money on the fact that it would be well below 50%, you know. Although it is different now. I mean, with the advent of the internet and technology, I bet 9-11, there's, I would argue, or I would guess that there's more people today. Well, there's an entire culture of it. 
And I guess that's yeah. me being deri- using it in a derogatory fashion. But there is. There is sort of this, there, you know, there's a lot of people who, you know, something like this happens, and maybe it is a fringe, but there are people who something like this happens, and reflexively, yeah. the, their response is, yeah. this, this is what, what we are being told is bullshit. Yeah, you know, which is actually probably just a response to the, what what we've talked yeah. about here. All right, I sort of want to. We're we're getting a little off topic. We're sort of straying into nine eleven and stuff, and yeah. that's you know we're, interesting parallel. It's an interesting parallel, but we're gonna try to cover that you know separately at a different time. So what I what I want to touch on briefly is we're sort of getting up there in time, but um, I want to touch briefly on sort of the historical implications that a conspiracy theory would have. You know, just sort of as far as discussing sort of a theoretical alternate timeline. You know, if you know, f- you know, for example, if if the CIA kills JFK, and you know the American public finds that out right away, mm-hmm. you know what 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 happens to the to America in the sixties, seventies, eighties? You know, if if the Soviets kill JFK, and we find out right away, what happens to the world? You know, that sort of thing. So let's just, let's talk about this. So the CIA, so if the CIA kills Kennedy, well, I guess another interesting would be what happens if they don't get away with it, but that's totally different. If, yeah. if, so if the CIA kills Kennedy, I think so, we so find like, out. For, for the purpose of this hypothetical, I'll, I, we're going to say, given that one of the conspiracies we discussed is true, and the American people somehow find out that it is true in virtually the immediate aftermath of the event, what happens? I, I would say that um, if if the CIA had, um, yeah, like you said, if the American people found out that the CIA had, in fact, been behind this assassination, I think they would have, you know, there would have been obviously, you know, obviously a very large scandal. Yeah. And, uh, but I think that... Um, I think that the American government would have survived, but that, uh, you know, essentially LBJ would have, you know, they, they would have, uh, you know, take, taken down the CIA. There would have been some head CIA guys who were, you know, hung for treason or whatever as, as kind think, of scapegoats. I don't, I don't know if they hung people in 1963, but, I, yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, you know, Not, if, 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 you, if you commit treason, that's like the, the punishment. <laughs> that's the that's, worst thing you can That's, that's like the, the worst crime yeah. there is, basically. That's delivered to you. Um, Anyways, regardless, I would say that they would basically, you know, uh, essentially uh, cut off the head of the CIA and then probably you know, insert some CIA equivalent, you know, because yeah. we need our intelligence, yeah. you know. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I, yeah, I think, in my opinion, I think if, if the CIA does it and we find out, I think what happens is, first of all, sort of the the implicit trust in government that I think... Um, It'd be a Watergate type situation. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think the distrust in government that was born with Watergate, that starts almost an entire generation earlier. And I think. What does that What does that mean for Vietnam? Yeah. Yeah, and I, th- I think I think the CIA killing Kennedy has a significant impact on our policy towards Vietnam. It has a significant impact on our policy towards the Soviets, towards the Cubans. You know, because I think I think if you say if the American public hears the CIA killed Kennedy, their response, you know, in addition to like holy shit, this is insane. The CIA needs to be gone. It needs to be gone now because they just killed John F. Kennedy. 
you know, I think it's, you know, what what is the CIA trying to accomplish here? You know, because if if your intelligence agency kills the president, the the motives behind that happening are just so convoluted and so you know intense and almost you know frightening yeah that american people lose trust in the government the cia is gone you know i i would i would say that worst case scenario america maybe loses its status as sort of the moral high ground of the world that oh, it's sort certainly. of you <laughs> yeah. know i think you know and i you know i think even it you know because i think although the the government survives i think it is significantly weakened and i think it's possible that america not only ceases to be the moral center of the world but you know even a world superpower you know i think the the gravity that america would carry in international situations would be significantly reduced Mm-hmm. Completely undermines whatever integrity and leverage you have. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Get along very All right. well. Let's. Uh, so I think I think we covered that topic pretty well. I think we sort of hit a lot of good points there. Uh, all right. I think you know. I think we hit basically everything we want to talk about. Um, Hey guys, it's Kieran. Thanks for listening. Our theme song up top was Deadliest Catch by Mr. Dad. Check them out at their website at mrdad.bandcamp.com. A couple tidbits about today's episode. Jesse Ventura, former governor of Minnesota, has thrown his support behind the theory that the CIA killed JFK. Um, Our conspiracy theories of choice, Mitz wants to say that Bill Cosby did it. Eric Eubel wishes to contribute the fact that Bill O'Reilly killed Kennedy, and I would like to posit that Marilyn Monroe did it. Tune in next week for our episode on the moon landing, and as always, OJ did it. Thanks, have a good week.